0: Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, Going to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, Farron Cousins, host, Ring of Fire, should be an amazing breakdown. Top story of the day, new allegations from Kanye West. He's now saying that it was his Jewish doctor that misdiagnosed him. And wanting him to take a pill, here it is. Drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a I'm not gonna say
1: what race, what people uh, doctor and what
0: hospital and what media went to. We know I can't say that, it was a Jewish doctor that diagnosed me of having a disorder that would have had me on medication right now. At a time like this, if I was on medication right now, then one pill could have been swapped out and it would be Michael Jackson and Prince all over again. But because I didn't take the misdiagnosis and I didn't take the medication, I'm able to speak to you guys clear of thought, And transparently, whoa, let me address the elephant in the room. Uh, Kanye, if you would have taken the pill, you may not be in this situation right now. That is another consideration that I submit to you. But remember, this is bigger than Kanye. Kanye is now being utilized as the front man for white supremacists in the United States of America. They are purchasing signs to say, Kanye is right about Jews. Now remember the same people who are antithetical to the movement and progression of black lives, who are adversarial to the sentiment of black lives matter. They are now telling you to listen to Kanye West because Kanye agrees with them as it relates to his anti-Semitic terms. Isn't this interesting? But once again, ladies and gentlemen, I submit something in full transparency. If Kanye West would have said he's going death con 3 on all black women or he's going death con 3 on all members of the LGBTQ community these would be problematic statements. The reason why I say this in context is because I have seen members of the so-called woke community individuals I would have considered allies on some level subscribe to the ideology of Kanye West. Now remember, it was Kanye West who said slavery was a choice, but smirching the memory of our ancestors. It was Kanye West who said George Floyd killed himself, dishonoring a victim of murder by the hands of the police. It is Kanye who is going out of his way to make sure he does not offend bigoted white people, that is by design. Now, it is bigger than Kanye, Other. Anti Semitic statements that have happened since. Here it is. That was at the outside of the Georgia Florida game. There was a statement released by these universities, I will read those statements in just a moment. Another individual did this.
2: What is wrong with you? No, I didn't
0: Get the picture, let's put up the graphic. Okay, overpass in Jacksonville. Let me highlight what the universities of Florida and Georgia said in their press release, a release statement on Sunday condemning the anti-Semitic language and signage that was projected onto TIAA Bankfield and surrounding areas of Jacksonville, Florida. Around Saturday night's annual matchup between the Gators and Bulldogs. The quote goes, we strongly condemn the anti semitic hate speech projected outside TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville after the Florida Georgia football game Saturday night and the other anti semitic messages that have appeared in Jacksonville. The statement read, the University of Florida and the University of Georgia together denounce these and all acts of anti semitism and of the forms of hatred and intolerance. Now. Let's go back to something that should be commonly held by everybody. Everybody should agree hate speech is wrong. To be adversarial to a particular demographic is not okay. But you do have the freedom of speech in America, that is correct too. But freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequence. I don't know who conflated the two. If you are employed, you cannot simply say whatever you choose to say and be employed by that same company. If you say things that are adversarial to, to the culture, the values, etc. Freedom of speech is not freedom from consequence. But all of a sudden, Kaye wants to live in a world where the rules of normative cause and effect do not apply to him. And there are those who are willing to say something similar about his status in this country. I don't give a damn that he is famous, I don't give a damn that he makes money. What I do care about is that he also cannot escape the reality of cause and effect in a societal construct, it is not possible. Now he has apologized somewhat on the record while giving a half ass apology. He then decides to besmirch other communities in the process. Now remember, he recently said to the mother of George Floyd, she's being greedy, she's about to mess up more money. He said this to a mother, a black mother, who saw her own son being killed by the police on video. That's Kanye. What did King say about darkness, hate? He said, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Now, there are many who disagree with my sentiment. I'm okay with that. I stand as a man and I stand by what I've said. There are those who will say, well, Jews owned slaves. That is correct. Some of them did. Whites owned slaves, Jews owned slaves, and even a handful of black folk actually owned slaves, believe it or not. But I want you to understand the sentiment of a movement. The Nazis who are identifying with Kanye West, their entire movement was about the eradication of everything that was not white on this planet. That was never the sentiment of the movement of black folk to eliminate black folk, that was never the sentiment of the movement of Jews to eliminate black folk, Dr King worked with Jews. Our leaders of the civil rights era marched with the Jewish coalition. Were there some adverse people in various demographics that stood against the movement of black folk in America? Of course, every single group including black groups stood against some of the black leaders that we celebrate today. Dr. King was only allowed in 4% of black churches during his time in America when he was living, 4%, the rest of them said no. Now there is an ecosystem of economy connected to the reason they said no. Why? Because virtually 100% of black churches were owned by who? White banks. Many black leaders stood against Dr. King, they said he was a troublemaker. Radical, does that mean now that I have to stand against black folk Because some black folks stood against King, of course not. You see, in order for morality to be morality, to be based in ethics, it must come from an authentic place of your soul inside of here. My morality is not based on what you will or will not do, but it is based on what I believe and my values and what I hold common in my heart. This has got to stop. All right,
3: dear brother, what are your thoughts here? It's it's terrifying to watch all of this <clears throat> happening in this country right now with I, I don't know if it's the audacity of these people to now just be this open with it or, 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 or what best way to describe it, but they're very comfortable and that to me is what is so appalling. These aren't views that you hide from people anymore and you just have your close bigoted friends that you talk about all these horrible things behind closed doors. They're doing it out in the open. They are empowered right now. And when you look at all the people that have made the argument like, oh, how did they let this happen in the lead up to World War II? Oh, It could never happen here. It's starting to feel like it is. It's starting to feel like these people are more empowered that their numbers are are unfortunately growing and they're very open with it. They're unapologetic about it. They feel like now is our time to come forward with these heinous beliefs and let the world know that this is how we feel. And it's a terrifying time in this country right now. I mean, this is not something even two years ago, I, I didn't think we would see this. but Every day, I'm just more and more appalled at what we're becoming as a country here, because it's not getting better; it's getting worse. And you know, we 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 have to come up with solutions. And and right now, I'm at a loss. I guess I'm still in shock a bit because I don't know how to proceed from here, other than you know try to combat it the best we can. But their numbers are getting bigger, and and ours it doesn't feel like are. And that's sad.
0: Um, a personal note, I finished doctoral studies at Clark Atlanta University, a research college in Atlanta, Georgia connected to the legacy of W.E.B. Du Bois, who had to work with Jewish coalitions in order to promote the legacy and the protection of black lives in America. He did that work. Sometimes. He was contrary to other black thinkers of that era, such as Marcus Garvey. But it does not mean that somehow he hated black folk because he had coalitions with others. Dr. King had a diverse coalition. Many leaders that have promoted the values of black sentiment, of black worth, black value in the United States of America engaged in coalition building. This does not make you contrary to the idea of progress in this country. Once again, if everyone adopted the sentiment, the expression of Kanye West, would this world be a better place or worse?
3: I I think when we look at that, and when we see what Kanye is saying and using his own rationale with it as well you know oh my my i had a jewish doctor and he misdiagnosed me allegedly that's a problem with you and your doctor you've yep. made it a problem with you and an entire race of people you did that you conflated those two things in in your head and like you said when we started here maybe if you had taken that doctor's advice maybe if you were on that medication maybe we'd be having a different conversation right now.
0: Yeah, and let's be clear about generalization. I don't like it when people generalize all black folk. I don't like that. I think that's contrary to understanding the nuance of independence and uniqueness that we all have. So when people do it against other groups, I don't like it either. Why? Because I have what's called linear integrity about what I do and what I say. And remember, it was Dr. King who told us, It is better to judge a person, if you judge judge them by the content of their character. Once again, an individual dynamic, not a generalization, all right. Remember, I said this about Donald Trump, well before it happened. Well before it happened that Trump was under criminal investigation by the federal government. This was well before the DOJ raid in Mar-a-Lago. I was right about that. I'm right about this statement I'm going to make now. Donald Trump will be indicted. It will not take years, it may take months, possibly weeks. Here's why I say that. It was reported on Sunday that a new cat has come into the equation. His name is David Raskin. Let me explain the importance of this prosecutor. One of the top prosecutors in the country when it comes to one thing, stolen government documents. He has now joined the Justice Department team investigating Donald Trump's documents he took from the White House to Mar-a-Lago. As the Washington Post explained, it shows that the DOJ is very serious and they're moving toward prosecuting the former president. Let me provide a little more context here. The grand jury actually will issue the indictment. The grand jury, not a prosecutor, not the attorney general, but the grand jury. The grand jury has already sifted through evidence, testimony, information that has been presented to the grand jury already. More of that I'm sure is coming. Why would you bring on a David Raskin now? Why would you do that now? He is not the guy you bring to help seal an indictment, to execute an indictment, get an indictment or true bill from a grand jury. That's not what he does. You bring him in when it's time to prosecute a case, when it's time to go to trial. When you know you're going to land the indictment and you need someone who understands how to prosecute a case successfully. So the mere fact that the Justice Department has now tapped this individual at this time says they are concluding an indictment is going to happen. Because you don't bring this cat in until it's time to actually litigate a prosecution. That is my conclusion. Former Watergate prosecutor Jill Winebank said and I quote, they are now focusing on the confidential documents that were kept at Mar-a-Lago endangering our national security. That's why you are bringing in someone who is a specialist in national security. The recent reporting about documents coming from that pile that involved Iran and China are really scary and threaten our security. That's a very smart thing to focus on. It makes it very hard for the Department of Justice not to pursue this to an indictment. This individual explains deeper and says, and I quote, There have been a number of people prosecuted for having dangerous materials in their possession, having wrongfully taken them. Donald Trump is a former president, he has no special rights. He has to be held accountable. If not, is opening the door for anyone in the future to do the same thing or in the event that he should ever run for office or return to office for him to continue to do this and even more, she continued. He is known for delay, deflect and disinformation, he will continue to delay. He cannot just thumb his nose at the committee because we know what happens when that happens. We can assume that there will be discussions with that committee. But the committee also notes that it has a limited time frame. It set a time frame that was reasonable but that allowed them to finish their work before they expire at the end of the year. The only they only expire if the Democrats do not keep control of the House. So you see what he's trying to do. He would love to have a political victory because he knows that the substantive victory will not happen for him because he's wrong. He will never be vindicated under the normative rules of evidence. Never. But maybe politically, he can figure out a way to kick the can down the road enough so that. Possibly Republicans take over the house and he is a victor politically, but nowhere else could that happen? Of course, it's possible. As I have said before, I believe the committee is wrong in how they are approaching this. Let him do it on television, let him do it live streaming. I don't give a damn. What's the goal? The real goal is not getting the truth out of Trump. You all know you won't get that real goal is actually getting him on record lying. Okay, remember what they did to Bill Clinton? You really think they gave a damn about what Bill Clinton did with his extracurricular activities? No, not really. They made it seem as if they did. They wanted to get him lying on the record. Now he did this when he was president of the United States. You mean to tell me that the Republicans figured out a way to put under oath a sitting president and y'all can't figure out a way to put under oath a president. That's no more. That has no power. Former president of the United States. You need to get your lives together. All right. Fair thoughts.
3: You know, I I do think it is really interesting. You know, I I think the DOJ prosecutors. I think you're hundred percent right. They're taking all the steps that you know people who understand the the legal field, how prosecutors work. Everybody looking at this is basically saying the same thing. They're gearing up. Not for the indictments, like they're gearing up for actual prosecution. You know, I, I think the indictments are almost a foregone conclusion at this point. They know it's going to happen and they know they've got the biggest uphill battle I think we've ever seen ahead of them in court. This would be unprecedented. And the DOJ, I know they're taking that in consideration, but they also understand. We have seen about as many smoking guns as humanly possible with all of the evidence that has been recovered, right? There's no lying your way out of this. We've seen it, we've got it, there's not much you can do. Now with the January 6th committee, yeah, they're having a bit of a tough time with Donald Trump. I agree wholeheartedly, they should invite him. They say he's made a bunch of demands, I wanna do it on TV. Wonderful. Like, let's do it. I want, you know, these conditions. Great. We'll meet whatever condition you want. Hell, we'll bring the committee down to Mar a Lago if that's what you want. But we just want to talk. In fact, we'll just let you talk and we'll listen. That's all that needs to happen. If you want to get that man lying, all you have to do is get him talking. And they know this. And The thing is, he has one lawyer, one that wants him to testify, Alina Haba. And it appears that he puts all of his faith in her. He's now moved her to serve on the board of directors for his new Make America Great Again Incorporated PAC. He trusts her more than he trusts any of the actual good lawyers on his team. And if she is telling him go and testify, you got nothing to hide, I think it does increase the likelihood that he shows up. The other lawyers are saying, please do not ever do this, it's a trap. But if Alina Hobbes in his other ear saying, no, no, you're okay, he will side with her over all those other lawyers and I think it could happen.
0: We shall see, we'll bring updates as they come. All right. We have another indisputable exclusive. No other news agency has the story. There's a man inside of a jail, unprovoked. They said it's time for us to do a cavity search. He said, no, that's not a lawful order. Here's what happened.
2: You gonna come around here, Coles? You got it back? Uh, No, I get it.
3: Face me again. Box it down. All the way down. Box it down. This see underneath. Go turn around. Bend the waist, put the cheeks. Bend at the waist, put the cheeks. Bend at the waist. The at the waist. The waist. The waist. Oh, so come on, like this. I gotta see.
2: I gotta see. What are we doing, nigga? Ain't nothing in my ass. Nigga. What are we doing? What are we doing? We not doing it.
0: First thing I want to do is put up the picture of his injuries. Let's put up his injuries first because there's a significant background here that is ripe for discussion and exposure. He was awaiting trial and refused a body cavity search. This was in the Orange County Jail in New York. The man in the video, his name is Raekwon Falls. Raquan says he wants to attend community college to become a paralegal to inform others of their rights. The correctional officer reported that Raquan actually hit an officer. And that is the reason why they had to do what they did to him that is in the official report. Obviously, Raekwon denies hitting any officer, and guess who else denies it? The video does. There's more. Falls cited a case from his appellate district, Tardiff versus Knox County. In the case, the court held that jailers needed reasonable suspicion to conduct strip searches and may not routinely conduct them on misdemeanor offenders. Falls was processed at the jail for a misdemeanor. What was the misdemeanor? Failure to appear for petty larceny. Failure to appear for petty larceny, misdemeanors. What does the ruling say? Can't do this, adversarial to the law, he knew the law. He said, we're not gonna do this. What did they do? Put the pictures back up again of all of his marks on his body. Remember, they made a report that said he hit an officer. Okay, we were able to verify that case. It wasn't a lawful order, Raquan Falls told TYT Investigates. Uh, indisputable investigates directly. It wasn't a lawful order. I'm protecting my constitutional rights. I'm protecting my dignity and I'm protecting my manhood. Some people wanna show they have the power. They don't think you know your rights. They want you to become a statistic. Let's put up the Orange County Sheriff's Office here. A representative of the Orange, Orange County Jail in New York said they would need about a month before they could respond to our request to review their use of force or search procedures, they have not yet responded to our request for comment. So they said, okay, fine, there's a video, it's adversary to the policy, adversary to law, it's gonna take us about 30 days to even look at it. Not 30 days to respond, but 30 days to just look at the video that you just saw. There's more, here's the leadership, let's put them up. Orange County Sheriff Carl Dubois, And the person in charge of the jail, well, his name is Colonel Anthony Maley. Buck stops with them. So I'm saying this for the record, your people told us, Sheriff, that they would not be able to even look at this for about a month. I need you to go ahead and escalate so that we can get a response from your office before the next story hits. And yes, there is another one. So let's go ahead and do the right thing here. Your officers were in violation. Of not only a standing a standing judicial order, they were also in violation of their own protocol, and they lied on the police report. What are you going to do? Fair thoughts here.
3: You know, a lot of people assume that if you're in police custody, suddenly you just lose all your rights. You know, if you're actually in jail, if you've been booked into jail, that oh they can do whatever the heck they want. And that's not how it works. Now Unfortunately, if you are in jail, you do lose a lot of rights, unfortunately, but there's been a lot of instances where the courts have ruled no, you you absolutely do not lose everything. You still have to a degree, you know, a reasonable expectation of privacy. They are not allowed to just search you whenever they want, however many times they want. Plenty of corrections officers have gotten in trouble in the courts with that over the years there is legal precedent to protect this young man right. in that video so you know on top of you know the the breaking the protocol within the own department i'd say this man has a very very uh strong case if he chooses to bring something against those officers there um but again it depends on the system right i mean it depends on where you are if you end up with a Court system, a judge that's part of that good old boy status, then, you know, justice is going to be denied. And unfortunately, you know, at least this is up in New York. If this was down here in the South, it probably would have already been covered up, hushed up. Nobody would know that it even happened. And if he did even try to challenge it in court, probably not going to go anywhere. But New York, it gives you a little bit more hope that maybe, maybe he can get something done about this.
0: Well said, we will continue to bring updates as those updates develop. We have more on the other side. It's Indisputable Stick and Stay. Always good to be with you. We still have a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone of our dear sister, Senator Nina Turner. Unbossed will be next, right after Indisputable. Unbossed with Nina Turner. You can also subscribe. To the YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash unbossed tyt live weekdays 4 pm eastern time, 1 pm pacific time. I will read some of these comments. Mickey see the silver hair dragon says, poor Kanye, he can't afford a second opinion. All right, abortionist be daughter dragon. Um, he could have gone to another doctor. Dr Dre would have told him the same thing, take the medication. All right, Nostra Science, the House and DOJ are still trying to shame Donald Trump from running again. If that fails, they're hoping to shame the Q MAGA from voting for him. A big miscalculation. Those far right racists and Christian zealots can't be shamed. And listen, I concur with you. I concur. Right now, Herschel Walker is leading in the polls at a pace higher than he ever has. Herschel Walker, he has more negativity against him now, more commercials against him. More facts have been revealed about his own hypocrisy. He's not going down in the polls against Senator Raphael Warnock. He's rising in the polls. Well, why is that? That's because these Trump Republicans or whatever you want to call them. They don't give a damn about his historical failures. They don't care about his lack of capacity, nothing. They do not care about any of those things that we still think they care about. Point well taken. All right. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would.
2: You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a you Sunday? You're going feel free! Back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You got a problem, bitch? Is there a problem? You put your on me again, bitch! Tell me to go to somewhere, bitch! bitch, tell me, now turn those off, bitch, shove up your ass.
0: This is a throwback, Karen, with an update. Now, many of you who just saw that scene, you said, "Oh, wow, whoa, what's going on here? I mean, there's no way that person deserved what was happening to them. Yes, it is. Here's the video.
2: And I got you on, on video that you're destroying my car. Thank you. Get the out of this neighborhood. Yep, cool lady. Call please. I'm calling, don't worry. Could have told us. Hi, I'm at Blade Avenue. Wait, because my neighbor has two fucking hammers in her goddamn hand and she's assaulting the car. She's destroying property. Let her, let them know that. And I have her on video. You got a problem, bitch. Is there a problem? You put your on me again, bitch. Tell me to go back somewhere, bitch. Tell me. Tell me, bitch. Tell me. Now, turn that. Shut off, bitch, but shove up your ass. You understand me, bitch? I'm not a to be played with. Do you understand me, bitch? So you your car, bitch, and you think cute, bitch, but it ain't backing racist, bitch. You racist. I'm sick of you, bitch. I'm sick of you, bitch. You understand me, bitch? Do you understand me, bitch?
0: Self defense. I do not condone violence. What was happening there was an aggressive individual with weapons who had already utilized these weapons to destroy property, to aggressively approach individuals in the community. And everybody around her was in fear for their lives. That's what I saw. Now, let's put up her picture full mass here. It is an interesting update I must share. This is a throwback Karen. With more info, this happened in Chatsworth, Los Angeles. Now, Eddie Perez is the poster of the video, was the owner of the car that was damaged by the car? He was told by his insurance company that they would not cover his car damage because they do not cover vandalism. So Mr. Perez started a GoFundMe account. And raised over $13,000 to make the family whole. Perez would go on to become rapper Yo Gotti's creative director. Background on the attack, Perez told TMZ, he and his roommates moved into the house next door to this woman earlier last year. And says she's been hurling racial epithets at them since day one. He says, They never retaliated, just ignored her. Fast forward to Wednesday and he says his sister heard banging from inside their house. And lo and behold, he says she saw this next door neighbor of theirs doing this for no reason at all. That's where things get rolling in the clip and it's all downhill from there. He also said this woman was in fact arrested but got cut loose the next day due to COVID-19. We checked the LA County Sheriff's Office site and sure enough, a woman by the same name was in fact arrested that day and cut loose less than 24 hours later. It's unclear at this point if it's the same person, right? Okay, fascinating update. Um, I remember when I first saw that particular video I only saw the end of it. I did not see all of that background. And all of that aggression and criminality before they stopped her and stopped others from being potentially hurt or additional property being damaged. Farron, do you see this differently than I do? I see this as a self defense issue and they stopped an attacker in their local community.
3: Oh, 100%, I mean, it's obvious this woman had two two deadly weapons. I mean, that's yeah. what those hammers were at that point. They were deadly weapons. She was already using them. To destroy property, there was no reason for anyone on that video to not think that she was going to use them against them as well. I think that's very clear, cut and dry self defense issue here. And I think it's also, you know, maybe this individual, this woman, this very racist woman, they needed to keep her in jail, not just, you know, because what she did was bad. But that to me looks like something that needs to be put on, you know, one of those 72 hour psychiatric holds. The way, I mean, her lumbering stance, her just dead eye stare, there's something far deeper, I think, wrong with this individual for her to feel this empowered and emboldened to go out and do this. So I would love it if they would. Put this woman under a psychiatric evaluation because she seems like a very dangerous individual, a dangerous criminal. I mean, Mm -hmm. doing this is a criminal act and it endangers everyone in that neighborhood just sending her right back home after, you know, the next day. That's not fair to that community to have her still out there.
0: Right. And and she didn't seem very dangerous after she got an ass kicked. (laughs) So that may have been exactly what, you know, was needed in that moment some self defense. And some, you know, hey, we're gonna stop this now. All right. I got something for you. Double dose.
2: You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In- Sunday? You're, you're still my field, buddy. off! I said, come on, there's an African American man threatening my life. I am pissed right now. You don't even know.
1: Yeah.
2: Figure out your identity in your bedroom. I am with this right now. It's a man. But it's getting confused into obvious schooling. Because the school now is in that context. Not a lot. If this
1: is a big thing right now, guess what?
0: Okay, I have more video, but let me give you some detail as to what's happening. A woman is in the restroom, okay? This is a public restroom. She already knows when she steps out because of the rhetoric she's hearing. She's going to be approached by somebody who thinks she is transgender and is now going to challenge her gender inside of the restroom. This is insane but happening. Here it is.
2: It's a boy, it's a child. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Are you a man or a woman? Why does that matter?
4: Well, because you're in a ladies' room. Okay.
2: And I have gotten called out several
1: times for being in the men's room. Okay. And you're gonna be called out for whatever you're doing. So what are you identifying as today? I don't think that's any of your business. Okay, it's not so you're in a ladies room where I think I need to identify you. You do not need to identify. You. Is that right? Yeah. you? Doesn't matter. Really? Okay. Who wants call over the place to come and pick you Okay. Let's Yeah, because this is not that way you play your go down on the strip and try to do it there. Don't do it up here. This is a suburb, not allowed. Not allowed. Yeah, you think you're going to be a woman, when I, it's okay, and be a man, it's okay, no, no. Figure out your identity in your bedroom, okay, and then project it on everybody else and we'll accept it. This okay. is not acceptable. Let's go get security. Yes, yeah, let's, let's do, do
2: um, she's harassing me for being in the bathroom. What's going on? Well, I'm asking her what her identity is. is my girlfriend. So yeah. yes,
0: woman. It's you girlfriend
3: so yes, it's your girlfriend, so it's a girl. Doesn't matter. back.
0: This is insane, right? Let's put up the picture of the individual who was a victim here to this particular Karen. Okay, here is the cisgender woman who had to endure. The actual assault, yes, verbal, of a Karen in a restroom. The TikToker goes by creating Jay Rose. And let me give you the background. They stopped at a local casino on their way from the car shop so they could both use the restroom. Common stuff here. Jay says, that because she typically spends a long time in the bathroom. She gave her boyfriend $20 to gamble and it was at that time she heard the woman outside of the stall going on a tirade against transgender individuals. Hmm, there's more. The TikToker says that she never had an issue going to the bathroom ever since she decided to cut her hair short. But still said that she knew the woman was talking about her. Jay says that her boyfriend became really upset after seeing the woman harassing his girlfriend and security separated him from the woman. Adding that the woman's husband was telling his wife, the irate bathroom goer in question, to leave the situation alone. So it looks like the husband may in fact be an anti-carrant. Such a nightmare to be an anti Karen, but married to one. There's more, the TikToker requested to file a complaint against the woman. Which she did, causing her to be kicked off the property for the day. She added after the incident security did come to me to let me know an investigation is pending and she was kicked off the property for the day. But that was it and that she was not offered an Uh, any type of apology from the woman after they were separated. She did not see her again. This right here is the reason, this is the reason we have to come against oppressive and harmful narratives, period. Did you know that 98% of publicly available bathrooms in America do not require Do not have a man or woman sign. Did you know 100% of bathrooms in our homes don't have one either? Isn't that something? And all of a sudden, what was never an issue
3: is now an issue. All right, my dear brother, thoughts here. You know, I I, what really gets me about this is the fact that okay, let's assume let's assume maybe this was a transgender individual in the bathroom. If that was the case, what did they do that was wrong? Right. Like, there was still nothing that they did that was wrong. They went to the bathroom, they went to wash their hands, and left. So, even if this woman's suspicions were correct, there was still nothing bad that happened. There was nothing right. for her to get upset about. And, you know, years ago, when all of this whole bathroom panic, you know became a thing that republicans were pushing i talked about it then i even mentioned i said listen you're going to have people that are going to get harassed in a bathroom because they have short hair you're going to get people harassed because oh maybe i i think your voice is a little too deep so i'm going to harass you at a this is exactly what we all knew was going to happen it probably happens far more than we get to even see yeah. you know in, in these videos and for what For politicians who got some political points by trying to say that people are getting assaulted or or molested in bathrooms, which isn't even a thing that was going to happen. I mean, the arguments are so stupid. Yeah. You know, oh, they've gone through years of transition. They're on hormones just so they can sneak into a bathroom and assault somebody. It doesn't even make sense when you start looking at their actual arguments of what they think could happen. But they're still pushing it anyway, and it's just, it's sickening. Because people just need to go to the bathroom, that's it, that's what's happening. People are using the bathroom and now it's a political issue and people are getting harassed because of it.
0: Yeah, and look at what conservatives have been masterful at doing. Because they do not actually solve real problems, they do not present actual solutions. So instead of addressing, let's say homelessness, joblessness, access to higher education, equity in the workplace, equal pay for equal work. They say, oh no, 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 what about these transgenders? Okay, so they want you to focus on things that aren't actually policy problems. Oh, What about critical race theory and K through 12 education? Not even talk, not even a policy problem. But they want you to focus on those because that allows them to continue not solving problems that are real so that their rich, wealthy donors can continue to give them money to hold on to their true ideology. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments, kind of for time. Uh, Craig Grayson Flay says, it's Hammer Time Karen. That's the new name, Hammer Time Karen. All right. Um, Lynn says, I respect that the girl didn't immediately say she was a girl, but told the care she didn't have to give her any information. That's right. And that was the moral of their story. How dare you think that you could come up here and mandate, identify myself to you, who the hell are you? All right, it doesn't matter. It was a great answer, I agree. There's a preacher whom I know very well. Pastor Jamal Bryant broke down by members of his church and citizens in Georgia should not vote for Herschel Dam Walker, here it is.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, when the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia (laughs) so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast in the post antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue. And there are some principalities that were not prepared for a Black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow that we were so stupid that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do, telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house. House, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they're not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker, we need a runner. We need somebody who's going to run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who going to run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who going to run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Labor is not in vain, Georgia. I need you to know. The slave Negroes y'all are used to, don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Cuz we don't need a walker.
0: Man of God. All right, Pastor Jamal Bryant. Who, by the way, when Trump was up for re-election and people like Paula White, Christian evangelical preacher was saying, "Oh, let's bring the angels from Africa. It was Jamal Bryan, that same pastor who called out the insanity of her prayer, so-called, and proclamation. It is Pastor Jamal Bryan who has routinely stood up for the millennial generation, who has routinely provided contrast in character between white Jesus sentiment and truth, it is him who has done these things. I remember interviewing him in front of college students at a university I taught at just a few years ago and I posed a question about why his church was the fastest growing church in the United States of America, here it is. What was the dynamic in your leadership which created that level of growth in the church when statistically the church was losing members?
1: I brought all of my frailties and flaws to ministry, where a lot of preachers use the pulpit for witness protection. Mm. Say
0: that again, both <laughs> weakness protection. Protection, yeah. He said preachers use the pulpit for weakness protection. And I will go a step, a step deeper, many Christian evangelicals, including politicians, they utilize their faith for weakness protection. They're actually weak on the inside, they're currently at their core. Give you some information about Pastor Jamal Bryant, Uh, Jamal Harrison Bryant born May 21st 1971 is an American minister and author. He is a senior pastor of New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. He is a graduate of Morehouse College and of Duke University. He received his doctorate in ministry from the Graduate Theological Foundation. Let me submit this to everyone. He's correct about them basically plucking Herschel Walker and affixing him inside of Georgia politics. They did this, Herschel Walker won his Republican primary without even debating other Republicans. He beat statewide incumbent Republicans in the state of Georgia. The man still landed over 70% of the vote to become the Republican nominee. What do we know on record But Herschel Walker is a hypocrite? He's lied about graduating college, lied about being top of class, lied about his business ventures, lied about his own background and problems with his family. He lied about his help for veterans. He lied about having a company that employed hundreds of people. He lied about all of these dynamics. But he, as of Saturday morning, was polling 2.5. 5 to 2.7 percent ahead of Senator Raphael Warnock in the state of Georgia. This is a problem.
3: All right. Fair thoughts on this? You know, I, I think it's wonderful because that's a, that clip of Pastor Brian, of course, has been going all over Twitter today. I've seen, I mean, pretty much yeah. everybody I follow at some point has shared it. So it's a beautiful clip, and he's 100% right. And what's interesting, too, is Lindsey Graham. You know, a couple days ago, basically admitted that. You know, he's like, hey, we got Herschel Walker here because we want. What we want is for other young black people in Georgia to see Herschel Walker and say, I guess I can be a Republican too. They know exactly what they're doing. He's going to be their useful idiot, and they could not be happier. They don't care about the hypocrisy. They don't care about any of it. They've got their useful idiot, and it'll come in handy for them.
0: That's right, well said, all right. An Atlanta police officer has now been indicted for murder. Let's put up his picture full of mass. When I give you the details of this story, you're going to say what the hell? You're looking at Oliver Oliver Simmons, Officer Oliver Simmons. The Atlanta police officer has been indicted on murder for a shooting That took place in 2019 of a teenager who stole his unmarked car at a gas station. Now, let me give you some significant context of this. Let's keep his picture up. Oliver Simmons was indicted Friday for felony murder, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and two counts of violating his oath of office. This cop who was assigned ironically, to the former mayor executive protection team that was mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms has also been suspended without pay following the murder charge. Now remember, he killed the teenager in 2019. He just got suspended without pay or they're letting him go no pay today. Now that just happened a few days ago, let's put up the picture of the teenager, that cop officer Simmons fatally shot this individual. Deatrick Griffin following a slider auto theft incident. This was at a Shell gas station in Southwest Atlanta, okay? It was on January 15th, 2019 at this Shell gas station near the intersection of McDaniel and Whitehall streets. When officer Simmons who was off duty and in plain clothes stopped to get gas. This is an important element of the story here. Before I go to the next dynamic, let me address something that I'm sure will come up. There will be many people who will say, well the kid was engaged in a criminal act. Okay, that means based on constitution, He should have gone through the process known as due process. It's your constitutional right, accusation, process, adjudication. Anytime somebody wants to deprive you, take away freedom, life, liberty, property. You are afforded your right to due process. Nobody knows that law or that concept better than a cop due process, okay? Griffin allegedly jumped into Simmons' driver's seat while he was pumping gas in a form of theft commonly known as a slider crime. It's unclear if he knew he was taking an unmarked car, why? Because he's dead, okay? All right, the team began to drive off and the officer tried to stop him. The GBI said at the time, at some point, Officer Simmons fired multiple shots at the teenager. The car traveled a short distance before crashing into two parked vehicles. Griffin was unarmed and he was found dead inside of the car. Okay, this is a steal of that scene. Officer Simmons, who joined the police department April 2010, suffered a minor injury to his foot after allegedly being run over during the encounter. The teens fatal shooting reignited debate over when or even if officers should fire at fleeing vehicles. Atlanta Police Department policy prohibits officers from firing their weapons at a fleeing vehicle, but carves out a broad exception that allows reasonable and necessary use of force. So the government has determined his force was not reasonable, nor was it necessary. Following the shooting, officer Simmons was assigned to an administrative role. Where he remained until Friday's indictment, APG said in a statement. An emergency hearing is being scheduled to determine the officer's fate with the agency. Meanwhile, Simmons attorney Jackie Patterson said he was working with the DA's office to arrange for his client to turn himself in, in the 40 county jail. That's expected to happen very soon, all right? So here we go, you don't have the right to be the judge jury executioner when it comes to a crime that may have taken place in front of you. If we don't operate in the manner of preservation of life, then we have already allowed those that are antithetical to life to live in a way that protects their extreme and dangerous behavior. I was a juvenile delinquent, okay? I was in and out of juvenile detention for crimes worse than that one. What if a cop would have said, you know what? Instead of me actually chasing this kid, instead of me coming to this kid's home later cuz I have his information, let me just shoot him in the head. I would not be here, this show would not be here, we would not benefit from Each other, we would not have the iron sharpening iron effect, because our kids would be dead. I would have been one of them. So just because there may be a criminal element in front of you, it does not mean that murder is permissible. This cop has been indicted for murder. All right, cousin's thoughts thoughts here.
3: You know, stealing a car isn't a capital offense. There's Uh no reason that that young man should be dead. At all. I mean, there's no excuse. At worst, at worst, that officer would have been inconvenienced until his buddies came and picked him up and drove him back to the station for him to file that report. It wasn't his personal vehicle, it's government property. Okay, so, you know, look, we'll get him for stealing government property, which is even more than, you know, stealing a regular car. You knew you'd be able to track it. Okay. This was not a vehicle that was going to disappear into a chop shop. There, there's no excuse for anything that happened. But the thing that gets me most, you know, this builds off the story you just told. You look at the picture of that young man. He could have been somebody that sure you could have arrested him, but he seems reachable. I mean, he is somebody that you absolutely could have turned around. He, he, he could have gone and, and been the next Dr. Richie, But we don't ever get to know that, Yeah, it's over. That cop made that decision to murder that young man robbing him of redemption. Yeah. And that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Just yeah, because so somebody does something, it doesn't mean it's over forever. That's People right. can stumble all the time in their youth. I stumbled plenty of times as well. He, he, he doesn't get the chance at redemption and that's you
0: not made fair. such a strong statement, robbing him of redemption. And here's the other dynamic and I close with this. It was an unmarked police vehicle. You know what they all have? Tracking devices. They all have tracking devices on them. This was not warranted, not necessary on any level. The cop knew it had a tracking device, the kid did not. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable, the bullpen is next. Stick and stay. All right, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. He's back in the bullpen today. We have none other than the former mayor of Ithaca, New York, Savante Merrick. The Leader,
4: Mr. Mayor, good day, welcome. Thank you so much, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ritchie. We really I, appreciate being
0: here. Man, I appreciate you being here. You were the youngest mayor in New York State history. You were in Ithaca, New York, first black mayor after winning the seat on the Common Council. You were still a junior at Cornell University when you won that post. I have bragged about you. <laughs> of this program, many times while you were still mayor. And a lot of it had to do with your ability to lead that city and lead that council to a more progressive stance as it relates to policing. And it was effective for your community. So let's talk about um, defunding the police or reforming police or replacing the police, whatever you want to term it as. There is some interesting work that has been done. Studies that have concluded there's a way to actually figure out who's a bad cop in the beginning. Can we talk about that first? Yes, sir.
4: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I appreciate that because it is and it is. I appreciate you having me on on Halloween. This topic seemingly is like a zombie itself. It just yep. will not die. Are we defunding the police. Are we not defunding the police? And of course, the answer is like we all want to stop police violence. And I see too many people who have just given up. They say, well, there's no way to stop this. It just keeps happening. We all marched. There's no way to prevent this. But of course, there is a way to prevent it. And the best way you can prevent it, it turns out, and study after study showing this and in Ithaca, we started doing this six years ago, is that the best thing you can do to stop police violence and get good officers patrolling the streets is to screen out the bad ones before you even hire them. Right? It's not to train them after they're already on the force, it's to prevent them from even coming on the force. And you can do that if you do a psychological exam, paired with a polygraph test, right? So actually have a trained clinician, administer these for everybody that you want to hire. What you'll find is like what we did in Ithaca. Once we started doing this, we screened out 75% of people who would have otherwise been hired. What is that? What am I talking about? I'm talking about 75% of people who passed the physical, they passed the written exam, they passed the interview process. They were about to be hired and we sat them down with a doctor who interviewed them. With the polygraph and said, why do you actually want to be a cop? And the answers that floated to the surface were, I've always wanted to use my gun in a real life situation. Well, I was always bullied by those people and I want to put them in their place. Well, I, I always wanted to show the people in that neighborhood who's in charge around here. And when those answers come up, you know you're dealing with an authoritarian or racist or both and you could screen them out making sure that the people on the beat are the ones who actually deserve to protect and serve.
0: This is so fascinating, Um, in your role as executive director uh, for People for the American Way, you all deal with policy related items all the time. This is a policy dynamic, it did not require, however, federal legislation to enact. So you as mayor of Ithaca, New York, how did you convince members of your community, advocates and non advocates and also members of council? How did you convince them this was a good way?
4: to figure out better policing in our city. Well, the, the, the beauty of this and you know, Dr. Ritchie, I think you just put your finger right on it, which is that if we're gonna wait for the federal government to solve the, the issues in American policing, we're gonna be waiting for a long, long, long time, right? Because Congress is Congress and because uh, they actually don't directly control these police departments. The beauty of some of these reforms and the reforms that we compiled, uh, as part of People for the American Way, which I should say, by the way, our, our brand new uh, board member, our newest board member of People for the American Way, is the terrific uh, Reverend Jamal Bryant, who yep. was just featured in your last segment. Uh, we put out this report that allows mayors to take action right away. Right, it's a compilation of policies and procedures. Some of which require votes from your city council. Some require some special funding. But most. A mayor of good intentions can actually implement immediately, including this polygraph test and psychological review for officers before they join the force. So you can jump right in if you just go to peoplefortheamericanway.org, look at our all safe report and see what in that report could your mayor be doing right now to keep your community safer.
0: For those who may be wondering, um, the US Supreme Court. They have upheld that officers can be mandated to take polygraph examinations prior to employment and during employment, Um, being jealous, mutual friend of both of ours. I had a conversation with him, this was months back. But he was talking about the same issue of aggression. And he made a noteworthy conclusion based on the data. He said, listen, if you have a person, and I'm paraphrasing our dear brother, But he said if you have a person that has an aggression factor of let's say nine on a scale of one to ten, but they have a racism factor of let's say four, that person will likely be a problem as a cop. If you have it the other way around where they have a racism index of nine on a scale of one to ten, but they have a very low aggression standard. You may not actually get to a problematic issue with that person. It's and and then when they align up together, when they align together, nine for racism, nine for um, violence or aggression, you got a serious problem on your hands. Break down some of that data and how that science correlates into a better policy.
4: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, the I mean, we should just be very honest, and this is a conversation that happens in the Black community all the time too. We want to eliminate racism, right? Yes. But we have very little control what's actually happening in your hearts and in your minds. What we do want to control is what happens, what you do with your body to our body, right? And if you walk around in your head and you have all sorts, that's fine. But when it comes time to hire, to allow people into college, to not shoot people for no reason in the street, what we don't want to see is that implicit biases making the leap to action. And so it turns out, that the officers who have the highest scores for aggression and authoritarianism are the ones who are most likely to shoot and kill somebody. This, this last segment that you actually just did about that black officer down at Atlanta killed that young black teen because he stole his car. I think if you unpacked that, you would not find necessarily an implicit bias. That he thought, okay, he's a black teen, I need to kill him. I think you'd find that maybe he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed that it was his car being stolen, that he didn't want to lose face in front of his own department. And so often, the last thing that a person who's killed by the police officer does, is insult the manliness of that officer, Mm -hmm. either by calling them a word, speaking down to them, or not complying. I don't mean like not complying with an official order, but not being compliant to them. Mm -hmm. And so when you do these psychological exams, you can screen out people who score high on certain questions like when I walk into a room, everyone needs to be silent. When I make a suggestion, everyone must accept it. I am going to become a police officer so that people finally have to listen to what I have to say. When people score very highly on those test questions, no matter what their implicit views on race, you should be very, very wary of hiring them into your force because they're the ones who are most likely to commit violence. Let's talk about the actionable data you were able
0: to curate because of the program. You stated that roughly 75% of individuals, you all turned away. They passed the physical exam, they otherwise qualified to be police officers. 75% you turned away because they failed the psychological evaluation. That means dear brother, I'm Making the science congruent. That means that well over half of individuals that typically will apply to be a cop may not be mentally fit to do so. Explain that, unpack that for us. Well,
4: you know, I can only say I can only say so far. Though we are starting to track nationwide, I can only say so far yeah. that those were the numbers in Ithaca. What I can also tell you is that any mayor, at all of our cities, wherever you live, whoever's in charge of your municipal government, is probably settling a lawsuit. Or two right now, either from a police officer that's suing the municipality, from somebody who's suing that police officer. Millions of dollars are spent every year. Nationwide, it's hundreds of millions of dollars selling these lawsuits. I could tell you that after we instituted this test, none of those lawsuits came from our officers who had passed the test. All of those uh, lawsuits mm. came from officers we hired before we had the test implemented. Uh, that's just the fact. 100%. Of the
0: people that passed the test, gave you zero percent of problems on the force. That's exactly right.
4: It dropped. It is. The, it is better. It is more efficient mm. than training officers to do a good job. Better than training in de-escalation. It's certainly better than hoping officers do a good job. Just like in any field, if you can hire people with the right set of attitudes, beliefs postures, if you can hire third grade teachers who can control a room with their voice and their their body language. If you can hire people who are respected on the street uh, in the first place, then you can prevent violence down the road. Mr. Mayor, always a
0: pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for your thoughtfulness and your advocacy. You're making a difference in this world. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your work. You can check me out at,
4: at Savante Myrick. Uh, which is spelled the usual way, hopefully they have it in the Cairo. And, uh, and checks out at People for the American Way, we're fighting for truth, justice in the American way every single day. Always a pleasure, dear brother, look to have you back on the show very soon.
0: Thanks. Sir. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet, remember the truth is always indisputable.